Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out podcast. That was Concrete Caveman. The song was called Feral. That's all of their upcoming album, Feral. It drops November 10th on Strange Mono Records. You might call it death metal. You might call it grindcore. You definitely should call it death punk. That's what they're going with. They're a trio. They're based out of Philadelphia. And this uh, 12-track record is just like that one track that you just heard. Again, that was the title track, Feral, just over a minute. Hits you hard, hits you quick. Grindy, deathy, punky. I don't think anybody would like me to describe it that way, but I'm doing it that way anyway. Please check them out if you've got the time. And trust me, you've got the time. Again, that record drops November 10th, 2023. On Strange Mono Records is called Feral by the band Concrete Caveman. On this episode of the podcast, I've got an interview with Will Putney of End. We'll get to that. But first, since we're already going to New Jersey, we might as well take a break in the hot zone. I sat down to record this podcast this morning and I thought, I don't have much to say. I should look up what's going on in the news. And then I remembered 
when I saw what was going on in the news and it's too much. I don't know. I don't even know where to begin. I'm uneducated on it all, whether that's the conflict in Israel, the house speakership thing going on, the, um, the Eagles lost to the Jets. The Niners lost to the Bills. Is James Harden going to play? The world is a mess, is what I'm trying to say. And uh, it made me think immediately of Limp Bizkit. Why? Take a look around. That's the song from Mission Impossible. That's the one they did. It starts with all the tension in the world today. And then for some reason, all the little girls filling up the world today. What I never understood that line, and I still don't. But it made me want to go see what Limp Bizkit meant by it all. So I clicked on the music video for that standout classic track from Mission Impossible 2. Came out in 2000, by the way. So 23-year-old reference, you would get it as long as you're older than 23. I, well, probably significantly older than 23. I can't imagine many 23-year-olds remember it, but you get what I'm saying. Anyway, have you seen this video? I must have at some point being as big of a Limp Bizkit fan as I was and am but I don't remember the video and I started watching it. And my favorite thing about it is that it starts with like eight guys pulling up to a diner in two cars. Now these are adults, four guys per car. Can you imagine riding in a car with three other adult males? Yes. I know all my listeners are males Four. what are four adult gentlemen doing in a car? What are four adult losers? Any type of man, what are four adult businessmen doing in a car together. That's weird. That's uncomfortable. I don't even want to be in that situation. That seems shady in its own right. But then the video gets great. And Fred Durst answers a phone call uh, from the payphone, which by the way, we might've had 23 years ago that I don't quite remember, but it makes sense that it would have been that way. And uh, then he goes on a mission impossible and they dress up like the people that work there. And it's, it's, it's awesome. All right. The mu- the music video rules. If you could get rid of the Tom Cruise clips in there, that'd be nice. But the music video rules, the uh, song is excellent. Big build up. It's aggressive. It's heavy. I don't know what the line about the little girls filling up the world today is. That's always stood out to me and been strange, but whatever. That's, that's kind of what you get with Limp Bizkit, right? West Borland's doing his thing, dressed up like how he is. The other guys, uh, one of them's dressed up like a lady uh, for, you know, because they got to do this bit. They got to they got to steal the briefcase from this guy. Anyway, I highly suggest going back to this Olympus kit video. Take a look around. Uh, maybe it'll tell you something about the world today. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Maybe Freddie D was ahead of his time. And I uh, always stand by that. I always say that I will end this podcast once I get an interview with Fred Durst. It's over there. That's the, that's the pinnacle. That's as, high, that's as good as it gets. And I'm not going to carry on after that happens. And it will happen one day. I'm six years in. It's going to go down that way. But for right now, we'll all have to settle with an interview with Will Putney. Will Putney, well-regarded musician in his own. Definitely deserving of several heaps of praise as he's done a lot of things in the musical world. Uh, his latest of which, I think it's his latest. He puts things out so quickly that this might not be his latest. His uh, next up, I should say, is a new record with End, his uh, quote-unquote supergroup. Uh, not his, but you know what I mean. You can call him hardcore. You can call him grind. You can call him whatever the fuck you want. They've got a new record, The Sin of Human Frailty, dropping October 27th via closed casket activities. Of course, it's a star-studded lineup just in the band, and they've got some great guests playing along with them too. JR from Pig Destroyer, Debbie from Hero Up, 
and Dylan from Full of Hell. We'll talk a little bit about those guest appearances and we'll talk a little bit about the songs that are on that record, of course, because that's what's on a record. So let's do that now. Let's play you a track so you know what we're talking about. Let's go with Gaping Wounds of Earth from the new record, The Sin of Human Frailty, and then my conversation with Will Putney. a million projects but we're talking about end very cool the new album the sin of human frailty comes out october 27th a couple weeks from now closed casket activities right yep not your first round with them or the band uh, or any no. of all very familiar territory for you i guess familiar stuff yeah this will be our third release fourth uh physical release i guess with, with closed casket love them do a great job justin's a man um very uh artist friendly label and excellent, excellent uh, execution of our ideas, you know. Well, this is the second full length, right, for N? Yep, second full length. All right, so a kind of common question I got to ask everybody when they're putting out a new record, and I'm sure you've been asked it already a bunch of times, but what's different about the sin of human frailty from what you have out so far? 
Uh, what's different? It's crazier. It's way crazier. Um, we went crazier writing it. We kind of we wanted to up the we wanted to up the chaos on this record a lot compared to the last one. And and uh, me and Greg, who was who were like kind of he's the other like main songwriter for the band. We kind of locked ourselves in the studio and lost our minds and um tried to push it a little further than we had before, you know, intentionally. So it is definitely more off the rails on purpose. Uh, cause we just were like, you know, what, if we're going to do a band, that's insane. Let's just be insane. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I totally hear that when I listen to the record, if you were to tell somebody who who's familiar with heavy music, but might not know what end is, what would you tell them that end sounds like? Um, what would I to who's never heard in? It's really chaotic, aggressive music that's really dark and takes influence from a lot of different subgenres of the most extreme music that we like. <laughs> Covered that pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where does that? Where does it start for you? I back, backtrack a little bit here. Go back into the Will Putney history. Where, where does it start from you? What side did you come from? Did you come from the hardcore? Did you come from the metal? You're in New Jersey. Uh, it's pretty close to here. I'm I'm Pennsylvania, so I you know somewhat maybe a similar ish scene. So tell me where you came from. Yeah, I grew up kind of in the hardcore scene in Jersey. Um, yeah. One of my first bands when I was 15 was kind of in that in that zone and. We just played a lot of the local hardcore shows and, you know, luckily I lived in Sayreville. So I was like kind of in the middle of a lot of really cool venues in central Jersey, um, big one, small one. So I got really exposed to a lot of stuff. You know, I probably had like a pretty standard trajectory towards hardcore, you know, uh, my, I, the first CD I ever bought was Dr. Dre, the chronic, you know, that was like immediately drawn to like extreme music. I just didn't know what I, what it, what anything was, you know? And, and then, uh, that went to like the grunge stuff, like Alice in Chains and Salgar. And then I found Metallica and Pantera and Slayer. And then, you know, I, I, I had some buddies that I, you know, knew from like my neighborhood and wound up at my first hardcore show. And it was like, Oh, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. This is beyond right. the music. I, I didn't even know this existed, you know? So it was like eye opening. And then I kind of just dove into that and that crosses the streams with metal over time. And you just discover tons of stuff from all the different subgenres. And yeah, it was fun. Really good, uh, good area and time to be for a lot of really diverse, creative, uh, extreme bands, you know? So I was exposed to all of it. Um, like, and I, at the, you know, at that, at that time, I just loved everything. So it was, it was cool. It definitely shaped my musical taste, you know, of that era has a special place in my heart. And it was uh, a great way for me to like experience a lot of music at a young age. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know exactly how old you are, but you seem like you're around a similar age to me and sounds like a similar trajectory as far as music similar geographically too like i said i'm just one state over um i i don't think i've ever been to sayerville except for once maybe for one of those e-town reunions right is that is that where they did was it starland yep used to be hunkabunka used to be a few different places yeah yeah but there there was so that was like one of the bigger venues but then there was like birch hill which was like a smaller club and there were a lot of vfw halls mm hall and then club benet which turned into club chrome for a while that was kind of like the spot um yeah i remember that one every hardcore metal show went through there for years you know um it was definitely like 
it New Jersey was like a major a market for hardcore bands and metal bands around heavy that. hardcore bands especially yeah yeah, he- yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to see everything from all over the country you know that and it was uh yeah it was great all a lot of Philly bands used to come up for that there was lots of like weekend warrior tours when mm-hmm. bands were just getting started where they were gonna do Philly and New York and Jersey was always like the stop in between you know so it was like anything in the tri-state area wound up at these venues you know also the place where hellfest died every time yeah. I, I see rexplex when i drive past there i'm like yeah i remember i remember that one you know that was- yep yep, yep. r.i.p you know yeah. it was fun while it lasted yeah yeah okay so anyway ask all that just to because it, it it makes sense to me knowing some of that history some of that personal history uh when i hear and when i hear the other music that you're doing now too right but but also but specifically and because it is a conglomeration of a bunch of sounds and uh i feel like coming up in a certain era there was more of that than other times not that like now maybe the kids that come up now will be will be doing the same thing but there was a there's spaces in between where it's not so much that where it's not so much genre mixing and now i think with a band like and i can hear that a lot more yeah i mean there's definitely I feel like that culture of like, oh, everybody likes everything. We can do these crazy mixed bill shows. Like it's definitely weaned over the years. Like I see less of that. I think maybe people are worried about jumping out of their lane a little bit with touring and stuff. Now, you know, there's more pressure. Just make sure, you know, a package is sellable to your perfect fan. And um, there's definitely uh, less of it than when I was a kid, you know, the yeah. impossible shows that would never happen now, you know, used, used to happen that back then seeing like, you know, Hatebreed and saves the day play shows together and things, <laughs> things like that, where it was like, yeah, this barely makes sense, but it's like, it comes back as like a nostalgia thing from time to time. But uh, as a norm, it was so prevalent um, back then. And it was fun. You know, if you like, if you're a fan of a lot of genres of music is a cool way to experience a lot of different stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, ends really, you know, the, the like initial thoughts or end was really like, yeah, let's cross the streams with like a lot of the different styles of aggressive music we grew up listening to and like, cause there's like a, not a lot of bands that were really doing that. And, you know, and was born out of wanting to just like kind of hear some of that stuff put together, you know? Well, when you started it up, you already had, of course, all the other things that you got going on now. So, so, and it's, it's lasted for a few years now. Where does it fall on like your personal priority list when you got fit for an autopsy? You got your studio stuff. You got all, you got better lovers. You, you got plenty of shit going on. So, how does it, how does it rank for you? Um, I mean, I don't really have a, I guess I don't really have a rank for anything. I do. Everything has its own purpose in place, you know, mm-hmm. and I get, there'd be times where I would have prioritized one thing over, over another because it warranted it. You know, I think they're all equally important creative outlets for me at this point, you know, obviously some things are, you know, and is pretty part-time and better lovers is starting to tour, but it's not all, it's not 10 months out of the year and fit is just like nonstop touring. Um, so there's different like levels of like, scheduling and availability and things like that that come into play, but everything sort of lives in its own special place for me. And there's not really something that I prioritize that hard over, over another project. Sure. sure. That makes sense. Was it always intended to be, was end always intended to be a band that would tour? 
No, never actually. Like we, uh, when the, when the band started, it was just like a passion project with some friends where I was like, Oh, we all like this kind of music. Everybody would have fun doing a record like this, but I, we never really thought we would do like kind of anything with it really other than like, Oh, we'll make a record. I've got a studio, Greg from the band's a record producer. Dudes are always around. Like this would just be easy to put a record together and have fun. Um, and then maybe we'll play some show or fast or something. You know, I think we booked like three shows when the album came out. And we're like, oh, that's cool. We were playing a few shows. And then fast forward a few years and we just did like Southeast Asia and Japan and Australia and European festivals. And it's like that was not in the cards for end at any point. You know, has it been as easy as you made it just sound? Um, it's hard to schedule everybody because everyone yeah. has a lot going on. Um, doing the actual shows is really easy for me. You know, like I, I like touring. It feels like a break from the studio and the little mini vacation, you know? So, um, I don't really have any issues with any of that. I think it was more, it's more about like, uh, Hey, I have to find ways to balance everything. Try to get, try to, try to, try to be able to like get out there and do the things I want to do with the projects that I have, but not let anything else take a back seat or slow down, you know, somebody else's career, you know? So it's, it just comes with like the pressure of a lot of multitasking and scheduling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I get that. But, uh, with speaking of just being surrounded by heavy music all the time, uh, you play in bands, you produce bands. What are you listening to though? Are you listening to heavy music all the time? Um, no, I pretty rarely listen to heavy music unless it's like homework in a way, you know, like I, I have to, obviously I try to stay up on like what is happening in these worlds. Cause I think it's part of my job to like know what is reacting and what works and why people care about certain music or styles or, um, so a lot of it is like, research in a way you know it, it, it from more of like listen to music more as like a clinical hypercritical sort of listener at times you know um but if i put on music to enjoy it's like very rarely extreme music you know i think i'm yeah take over my taste is has definitely changed over the years probably from the hours of the non-stop you know years actually of of listening to this stuff it isn't like doesn't feel as leisurely as it used to, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Because when I'm going to do something like this, I'll listen to hours of end. You know what I mean? Or, or whatever. Whatever band I'm going to talk. I know I'm going to be talking to X band next week. So I'll make sure I listen to a lot of it just to familiarize myself, or, you know, if, I, if I'm missing something. And then I realize I'm listening to the easy beats or, you know, like something like real yeah, soft totally. and, you know, like when I actually get to choose, it's some bullshit that, you know, it's kind of sounds funny. But yeah, I get it. Well, uh, tell me about this, this record. Exactly. The Sin of Human Frailty. Again, we comes out October 27th. How long has this one been in the incubator? Uh, we started this record like about a year ago. I think it was like September, October last year that me and Greg got together first. And we, we did it in a couple sessions, which is cool. And it kind of worked because everyone was pretty busy in and out of touring and producing other records and stuff. So me, me and Greg spent a month together. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Basically wrote the whole thing here at the studio. Um, we we each came with like an idea for a song or two and kind of had some independent ones. And then we just kind of worked together through finishing the rest of it um, and uh, did a bunch of the tracking then. And then um, top of the year, uh, we got some drums done. And then when Brendan got off a tour, he kind of came to us in the spring to wrap up vocals and everything. And before we left for our European, for our kind of international tour uh, mm -hmm. in the spring, I we tied up the whole record and got it submitted and everything. So it was nice. Like had having the breaks was cool to go back to it, tinker with it more and stuff. Um, it's definitely the most from like start to finish time I've ever spent on an end record um, because we were able to, you know, I had, a, we had all this downtime in between the sessions, So we were able to pick at it more and stuff. Do you find yourself ever doing that on like your personal downtime? Um, yeah, I think so. Especially if we're in the middle of it or if there's an idea that's like an unfinished thought or something, it, it doesn't, always just leave my head until the next time we're scheduled to sit down. So it's not uncommon for me to like go back on something and be like, Oh, I think I might have the answer to this now, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, is there a, um, I don't know. Is there like a theme or concept or anything to these, to these songs on this record? Um, not one, like there's not one major talking point overarching thing. It's just like a really, dark insane record on purpose you know the the from the content of the lyrics to the nature of the music i think it's a outlet for expression of extremely unsettling stuff you know and and um we're we're very much like uh we were very much going into this one like yeah we want to kind of make that statement with this album and there's no real happy ending for for this particular album but yeah i mean it's just kind of the uh, you know it's written from the perspective of a person kind of spiraling through bad shit and yeah it's not too deep other than like you know <laughs> you'll you'll listen to it and read lyrics and go geez fucked up you know <laughs> was there was there like a catalyst something that made you want to make something so extreme on this this I, round i i don't know i think like end sort of gravitating towards more extreme music at least with me and greg maybe because we are both record producers and mm. kind of just get tired of stuff that doesn't go all the way you know like we'll hear a new band like you hear this new band it's crazy and we're like this is not crazy like this band that's like the, from 30 <laughs> years ago is crazy you know it, and uh i feel like we were more like 
you know, if we're going to do an extreme ban, let's make it more extreme. Like, why are we sure. not doing that? You know, like, let's let's push it further and, and incorporate new stuff that makes it just feel more uncomfortable. And, um, uh, yeah, a lot of this record was born out of like, you know, we can make this could be crazier. Like, we're supposed to be crazy. Make, make it crazy. You know, like we, we really were like kind of going for it at times on this one. That's good. And it also sets those, uh, you know, what they always say, they're just moving the goalposts, sets those expectations a little farther. And maybe next time you go a little wild, wilder and, you know, just keep it, keep going crazier uh, or whatever. Or then you can dial it back. It just changes. Yeah, we, I mean, that's the beauty of like going out to the extreme is that you can always go somewhere else that, you know, because like mm-hmm. in our heads, I mean, we're obviously not the fucking most insane band that's ever existed, but we, for the moment in time, we're like, yeah, we really went off the rails with this record. So maybe, I don't know, maybe we will do one that's dialed back a bit or to pace different or something. You know, I think I like the idea of being able to create music that has a different expression record to record. So you're not just making the same thing, you know, and I think, sure. and definitely as a sound, but I think over time, like if you listen to our first EP and you listen to what stuff on this new record is definitely a lot of different things happening, you know? Mm-hmm. One of the things that I noticed that really stuck out more, at least on this this time around, is the like industrial electronic elements. Was that a easy thing to incorporate? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's like be, me and Greg are big fans of that genre, and like always wanted to just kind of check a box of like, man, it'd be cool to take the stuff we like about that world, but incorporate those elements into the style of music we play, which hasn't, which isn't really done very often, you know, like there's definitely, the, but usually when it's done, it's not done well either. And uh, that's sorry, our whole, I totally that's our whole, yeah, yeah, no, that's the whole thing. And even some of the like pioneers of that world. And so if we go back and listen to stuff and we're like, I don't know, this is fine. We just like the idea of it more than what the actual song is doing, you know? Um, and we ran into that like a lot listening listening to stuff where we're like this idea is good but this song isn't good or like they're this the what what the actual band is doing over the electronic elements is kind of lame or you know like so we're like yeah it would be cool to have our through our lens to have those elements sort of support the music that we do you know and um yeah it was fun i mean there was really no learning curve we're both kind of savvy with production work and um it was more about just figuring out like how do you make that sound what's the thing that makes that sound you know Mm -hmm. because i'm not really uh before this record i wasn't too into a lot of the hardware and stuff so i had to do my homework i'm like all right what kind of drum machines am i gonna want what kind of synths should we be looking at to try to create these kind of sounds and um you know any effects unit you know so we like picked up some stuff for the record where i was like okay this will help us and then it was more about tinkering with the new toys more so you know but i think in our heads we had a pretty good like picture of like where the stuff was supposed to go so it was pretty easy to the actual like composition side of it was 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 pretty fluid what's it uh, specifically particularly i should say on the uh you just did a video for thaw i think yes was it yesterday yeah yeah. i don't know whatever the days mix up and uh it's just like that one. I just noticed how well meshed it is. Like sometimes with the industrial elements, the electronic stuff, it just starts it's too choppy. It doesn't seem like it mixes in well, but like specifically on that song it's, and, and, you know, most of the record, it just sounds like you, you did a great job of incorporating it. Is this something that you're going to be able to do live as well? We're going to try. <laughs> I yeah. think, yeah. After we wrote some of this stuff, we went, Oh shit, we're going to have to like, 
execute this really good now. Okay, cool. So yeah, no, we've been having chat. We're kind of, this is the first tour coming up where I think we're going to start to experiment with some of that stuff. So we're, we're definitely, uh, we're learning how to pull all that off the right way. Cause we're not, we're going to, we're a band that plays live, but you know, there's no tracks. There's no, there's no, we're not playing to a click. There's not just like backing stuff playing. So we're like, okay, we're now, how do we do this? So, so we're bringing some more stuff out on this tour and stuff to try to like pull all this off, you know? Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Ask me in like a month if, uh, how that's going. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's the option? Either you figure it out or you just play the songs without, or you don't. Play yeah. I mean, I think there. we, you know, unfortunately we we have all been pretty busy. So like getting the rehearsal time is, is a point of stress for a couple of us who have to now do play these new instruments and stuff. But I think we're like, we're getting there. We're like kind of on a page on how I think we're going to pull all this off now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, right as soon as, or maybe the same day, I don't, I don't have the calendar in front of me. The, when the record drops, you're going out on tour with full hell wake and inner arma. Is that the whole yeah. tour? Yeah. Is that the day of the record releases? I know it's the end of October. I just, I can't uh, think of it. It's pretty it's close at least. On like, yeah. October 27th, the record will be out. I think the tour starts on the 26th, maybe. Yeah. yeah we have an in-store at rough trade on the 25th. And I think the record will be available. And then, yeah, basically, you know, day one is basically when it comes out. So oh, be- before I go down that road, I do. I wouldn't have talked to you about that, but I was reading the press release stuff, you know, the specs basically for the for the vinyl where it says it's a t- 10 panel fold. How the fuck is it a 10 panel fold out? Yeah. What is that, it? What is this thing? Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty uh, it's a pretty wild layout. We um, we were able to like kind of do this foldable this uh, you know we we hired this artist alex ekman one who's like a really cool works with like depth and 3d space with multiple layers very very cool um artist and uh had never really done album art either which we like so we're like let's see if he would bite on doing an end layout turns out he's a fan and he does he's able to like use die cuts to create like 3d depth within Mm. space and stuff so we figured out a way to pull it off with a plant where the panels sort of fold over each other and it's it's going to be a pretty thick vinyl but in the end i think it's gonna be very cool like you'll actually see into images and stuff that are cut out in within the record and stuff like death magnetic man Get them <laughs> yeah right just like that man yeah it's just like that yeah but um it, it's definitely the wildest like packaging i've ever been i've ever had for a release so i'm pretty i'm pretty excited to to see it. i think we we start to see him next week so it'll be very cool that's cool cool yeah. cool and i and now that you know explain it that way and knowing what the album art look artwork looks like i can i can understand how that might start to work you know in my mind like i said you got that tour uh coming up one of those bands full hell you've got full hell's dylan walker on doing guest vocals as well as uh jr from pig destroyer and i forget the other person's name i don't Uh, have on my screen uh, harriet yes yes that's the third one i don't know why i wanted to go this way but just tell me about full of hell what do you like from a perspective from your perspective of somebody who's uh sitting in the producer chair writing heavy music full hell's a band i watch come up from you know little guys to now what they are now what what is what is that band like to you uh full of hell i mean i i love them they're lunatics but they're they're awesome very sweet guys and uh really really super creative 
band that kind of defies the norms of of the genres, which is which is fun. You know, they're proud of music and experimentation, the way they incorporate stuff into their their take on extreme music is very refreshing for me. You know, um, it was cool. I got I, having having a chance to work with them this year. It was, it was very inspiring to see uh, like a little insight into that. And um, yeah, they're just like a pure band that just is going to probably never do repeat themselves and probably just continue to like push the boundaries of the genre a bit, you know, so being able to tour with them and kind of get Dylan on the record is, is definitely was like a no brainer for us. You know, um, to me, they're at the forefront of like pushing the envelope for extreme music. Yeah. I tend to think they're a couple steps ahead a lot. Um, and eventually people tend to catch up and find where they're, where they were going or where they were at, or if they're off on their own. And I just think it's interesting the way they go off there. But to, to speak on that, the, you guys are, like you mentioned, going off and doing your own thing too. Wake and Inner Armor are also bands that kind of do whatever the fuck they want also. And, uh, I, I appreciate that as a tour package. Yeah. It's an awesome tour. I mean, the, uh, when we saw the lineup, we were beyond stoked everybody's got their own thing going on and and uh every band is really good it's definitely gonna be a fun one all right well so the record comes out october 27th closed casket activities the sin of human frailty last question for you what are you most looking forward to with the release of this record uh i kind of just want people to experience it it's been a while i feel like it's been sitting with us for a minute so it'll be cool to get it out there and and uh you know i hope people can appreciate some new stuff um you know some of the new elements that we put into this one and yeah it just we're looking forward to getting back on the road and play some places we haven't been to ever or in a while you know i know there's uh this fall hell tour is a great start so hopefully next year there's more stuff we can do
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Will Putney of End. The song you just heard was Thaw. That is off of The Sin of Human Frailty out October 27th via Closed Casket Activities. Go check out those tracks that I played for you so far. I'm sure there'll be a new one coming soon. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I've been wrong about a lot of things. Anyway, I want to thank Will for his time, for his conversation. That guy does a lot in extreme music. So we all owe him a little something or do we? I don't know. But I think that's a nice thing to say. So, yes, we do. Um, Again, thank you for listening. I always appreciate that. If you're wondering what to do with the rest of your day. Well, hey, this one was relatively short. We're only at the 40 minute mark of the podcast. So you've got time. You got lots of time. I've saved you about 20 minutes. I want you to go over to gettingitout.net. Check out what's going on there. I got a new post up. It says new here or new around here. I forget what I officially titled it. And I'm not sure that that will be the recurring title, but that's what it is for now. Anyway, what you're going to find in that post is a list of bands that have been recently added to gettingitout.net. That includes two bands you heard or going to hear on this episode, Concrete Caveman and the song I have for you soon by Bacterial Husk. That list is going to show you who was newly added to the website. It's something I do a lot of that I'm not sure gets a lot of shine. So that is the point of that post. You should go peruse it, find a new band to enjoy. There'll be some old bands on there too. Just new stuff to the site. Angra, progressive power metal from Brazil. You didn't know you needed it. Paint It Black is back. So they're on there as well. It's a variety of music from all over the world. A good place to find something new. Please go do that. While you're doing that, you can be listening to this track. I'm going to play you from the aforementioned Bacterial Husk. It's called Chemically Evolved. And it's on their upcoming album, Anthropogenic Ruin. I believe it's self-released. And you can check it out now. Sit back, relax and enjoy this death metal quartet. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.